Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. I have a special guest with me today. Mike, say hi. Hi. Mike says hi. Um, <laughs> we are in Tahoe because I was here for Broken Arrow, but I didn't finish because uh, I, I don't know, ruptured my hamstring. That's more aggressive than it is. I think it's just a slight strain. But Sarah couldn't finish. Sarah only ran three miles of it. But then we were talking. Mike, we were talking. We were talking. We were talking. <laughs> later in the day we had coffee and then we talked a lot that happens when we drink coffee yeah and we were talking about gender diversity and ultra running and um stuff because uh you know you're at the starting line what was it like 90 percent white dudes a lot of dudes a lot of white dudes yeah a lot of beards yeah of a certain age of a certain look (laughs) yeah ultra runners we we look the same it's like subarus and vans that they camp in they probably live in those vans absolutely yeah yeah they probably stink too but we're not gonna condemn them for that um so usually what i do mike mike is a special he's my first special guest do we know who mike is no doesn't matter nine people listen to us um (laughs) mike what's your middle name really (laughs) (laughs) it's craig no one cares <laughs> so we're talking about diversity like right right gender diversity specifically because to mike's point there's lots of types of diversity right um anyway and i did write about um the financial privilege of, of running these races a while back and i linked it in my article if you want to look diversity though is a very popular term right now is it not dei all uh, over the place talk about it um but it around. means this is literally a definition from google so take this up with google the practice of including or involving people from a range of social and ethnic backgrounds and of different genders sexual orientations etc diversity generally creates more interesting and more productive and more inclusive populations so we all love it right it's all we're all better for it but i think it's best to be really specific because there's all sorts of diversity and um, we're just going to talk about gender and we're not going to we're going to ignore for today that most ultra runners are white and uh have money (laughs) so (laughs) we're just gonna talk about gender um it's a very homogenous bunch it's a homogenous bunch we look the same but there's a study from the National Library of Medicine. I don't know who that is, but they did a study. And they found that ultra runners um, doing 100 miles, so that's not just any distance of an ultra. That's a, that's a long one. They have a, a median age of 44 and a half. That's pretty that's middle age, right? Is that middle age, Mike? That's definitely middle Mike age. Mike would know. Um, 80% were men and 70% were married. Um and that was from 2009, but it hasn't really changed much. Um, they're generally like well-educated, middle-aged, married men. I think that's still generally true. And then in 2020, a study found that the average age of ultra runners had dropped to 42 and a half. So it dropped by two years. We're getting a younger crowd. Um, in, ten, in 10 years? 10 years later. Oh. And women now represent 25% of all ultra participants. That's not 100 miles. That's just any distance. So uh, that could be 50K, mm. uh, 50 miles. Okay. 100K. Okay. 100 miles. Mike doesn't run ultras. No. Yeah, but he runs. Seems far. <laughs> the ultra crowd is, again, yeah, generally older, generally white, generally male. And um, like I said, if you've been at the starting line, you've noticed that. So what's just surprising to me is that like we're still having this conversation about gender diversity because uh, we've been having it a long time. And then I linked to the article about uh, financial privilege, like uh, ultras, I think more so than like short marathons. Like, Mike, you've done some marathons. Mike's done some like... I have. New York marathons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like what? You need some shoes. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need some gels for your long runs or something. But lots of diversity. Lots of diversity. All kinds of diversity. Okay. But we're talking about the cost. It doesn't cost that much, right? Like the race is 200 bucks. But like, you know. Put some running shoes on. 
Sure. And you don't have to go anywhere. You can just run wherever. He was in New York, so you run ran on, through the city. Run on the streets. Yeah. yeah. Run through Central Park. Yeah. yeah. But 100 milers, I mean, they can cost like 300 to $800, depending on what you're doing. Yeah. Um, the amount of gear for 100 miles is a lot because you might need to change shoes. You might have to change your clothes. It gets cold. You need stuff for heat and cold. Um, and you need all the salt and the nutrition. And uh, I use spring when I run, and a box of springs is, is like $70 now for 20 of them. Um, so, and then you just say you're logging more miles maybe because you're training for 100 miles or so you need more shoes. Anyway, um, I think the biggest expense might be time though. It takes a lot of time. Like Mike knows, I go run in the mountains every weekend and I'm gone for like eight hours. And um, It's the value placed on that time. It's the things that you aren't, the things that you aren't doing. Sure, sure. But that's like the biggest thing. We seem to be missing the glaring obvious fact that a lot of people generally don't have the time to train for these, yeah. even if they wanted to. Absolutely. Yeah, to like train well for them and not just like half-ass it. Because then, I mean, if you half-ass training for a 100 miler, you're going to fucking hurt and probably hurt yourself. So Yeah, to your point. Um, you go out the door or yeah. in the street. And if you, you've got to be in, you've got to be in elevation. You've got to be on hills. You've got to travel. you got to drive there yeah. if you, unless you live there, which yeah. is a privilege in itself to live in a tiny mountain town. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you live? How do you work? You know, all that kind of stuff. So, um Anyway, but I guess the point is also that for most people, running ultras is recreational. Running is recreational for most people. Um, and there's a time when, like, real obligations might get in the way, like your job, your family, and uh, I don't know. No matter how much you love your hobby, like, those things probably matter more. <laughs> yeah, where, where are you going to prioritize? Where are you going to prioritize? Yeah, yeah. And especially if you have a family and especially if you're a woman with a family. So gender diversity specifically, like, like I said, I got getting a lot of attention. Um According to this, a 2020 study, those six of 10 adults who actually run like consistently are women. So to like zoom out <laughs> of the ultra running community, which is like, I don't know, 3% of runners, it's like generally women run more than men. Um, the problem isn't women aren't running 100 miles, I guess, <laughs> or whatever. The problem is that they're only a quarter of ultra runners. And like, what's the reason for that? What do you think the reason for that is? Why? Yeah. It's it's a time. It's a you, think, you think it's time? It's a priority. It's uh... Maybe they don't feel comfortable in that community. Um, are uh. they being actively recruited to be in those type of uh, runs where it doesn't feel like a natural fit for them? I don't know. I feel mm. like they, I don't know. I've I've never felt unwelcome. Mm. And I've been running ultras for now oh, four years now. Okay. But I've been in the running world for a long time. So I've never felt unwelcome in the running world. Did you have like sort of a buffer before you came into the community? You met some people who introduced or you were already running long those those type of distances well those type of hills before you i was already running in the mountains like i was already I like already going like to trails and stuff but i did have like a, a running group um but the first i mean the first like six ultras i did i wasn't with any friends or anybody you know i just w- showed up by myself you just did it yeah but yeah. i i have a pretty high level of comfortability with that so i don't know if that's a good litmus okay anyway um but there's, I think that there's a few reasons, right, um, that ultras have been historically dominated by men. So um, I think women are afraid to run alone. Okay. And I think, for, like, on the streets, because, like, that's where you get harassed is on the roads, I think. But I think they're also afraid to run alone in, like, the wilderness because it's isolated. And, what, like, what the fuck? You might get, like, you know, there's creatures there's out there. There's uh, rattlesnakes. There's, like, sure. yeah. And if you're in, like, Alaska, there's grizzly bears. Like, I mean, depending on where you are, there's a lot of, like. Or in Tahoe, there's bears running around the street. Yeah, but there are grizzly bears. True. We are in Tahoe. Um, so anyway, running along can be risky and dangerous. Um, 
but I think that, yeah, a lot of the average age, they're 42 and a half. And a lot of 42-year-old women have kids and a family and probably a job as well. And I, social norms still dictate that women kind of like run the household. Um, and I yeah. think that that's not always true, especially in 20, whatever is it, 22. It is, I keep yeah. thinking it's 2023. I keep doing that. Not it's yet. 2022. Don't rush it. but still like i feel like women still do the majority of like the house shit if you're in a you know heterosexual relationship with kids and all that kind of stuff but i really don't think it's fair to just blame like society on how like women not having or like women wanting to do that because if i had a baby i would want to like be there with my baby i wouldn't be like here you take care of the baby i'm gonna go run you know i'm like body my body's feeding the baby and like all that kind of stuff and my priorities would shift. I would probably do like more like road running. That's just not my door. I'd run on the treadmill more so I could be there and right. stuff. And uh, I think that that's a natural shift. Um, Which bears out. Right? Yeah. In the data. Yeah. But also, this is an important point. Are women wanting to run 100 miles? Hmm. I don't have a lot of women, fa- like a lot of female not, friends. Not a lot of people want to run right the I mean, percentage so, of yeah. people that want to yeah. run 100 miles is really low anyway yes. but like the percentage of women is even lower for a lot of reasons i mean right. i have a lot of female friends and like i would say like 80 percent of my female friends are like married and having babies right now because i'm almost 30 i'm 29 so like i'm at the age where people are having families uh and my female friends that aren't are usually runners right. and we run together and stuff but it's like less there's less of them around right. and in southern california i have like a handful of these people uh but there's a lot of people in Southern California. You yeah, know, yeah, I would yeah. I would run into like the single female runners if they were there. <laughs> Sometimes you do. Yeah. But also, OK, so this is kind of interesting. There's a study um, that I found from the Evolutionary Behavioral Sciences um, Journal. Hmm. OK, I don't know who they are, but they it was in a Time article uh, that I found it. But they play they, they found that evolution plays like um, at least as much of a role in like interest in sports as like your environment and mm. like men are evolutionarily more interested in sport and like physical activity. Okay. So it kind of bears out that like more That's men, even like little boys play sports more than little girls, you know? Right. So it kind of makes sense. Are, are men looking for new challenges more than women are looking for new challenges? I don't think so. Get so out of here. Yeah, they're looking, are Shut they looking up. for different <laughs> types of challenges? <laughs> Maybe like some extreme sports, you mean? Yeah. I think there's more men like cliff diving. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, going jumping off and stuff. Yeah, but this isn't cliff diving. But it could be like a little treacherous. For sure, it's not. It's a little adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, maybe. Okay, okay. Yeah, maybe. They have like testosterone like coursing through their veins. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's like good to accept a lack of diversity in sports, right? Like before Title IX, I think that there was like – I have it written down here. Seven percent of high school athletes are girls, and today it's forty-two percent of high school athletes are girls. Yeah, that was a successful. But I think that's different as well because like that's like in a contained like you're at school, all your friends are doing it, you're doing it, and it's right. not as competitive, and it's not like you're not an adult. <laughs> right. Well, there was a, it, so what you're saying there is like there was an incentive created, and and then there was active recruitment, and it worked. Two things to get active recruitment and incentive. Yeah. That's not happening. Title line is why I had my scholarship. I went to Bradley, had a scholarship to run. And um, so there was more uh, male sports at Bradley than Mm. female sports. So the cross country team had more scholarships available to women than they had to men because there was more male student athletes. And and there's an active body that is over NCAA. Yeah, NCAA is highly regulated. There isn't, you know, there isn't someone who's, who's there's not like a, I don't know if there's like a, no, yeah, that's not, it's not policy. like, yeah. And it's also like, do we need that? We're adults. Yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, but it is growing in popularity fast. It's like quadrupled in popularity over the last few years or something. So, um, and a lot of races, they do do this. A lot of races just cater to like the elite runners and runners a lot, a lot of disposable income. Like you can get like VIP packages to races now. Okay. Um, I did Black Canyon. Mike was there. And that's all set up for the elites, right? Because they're trying, they're chasing a Western States ticket. So it's, it's a big like pomp and circumstance, but it's all because of the elites and they, they stream it. It's quite a production. It's quite a production. Yeah. And yeah. It, I mean, it's all focused on the few people that are like jostling though for like that, those two tickets or three tickets or whatever. Absolutely. So cameras. Uh, yeah. One, one of the runners you know, going with them. Totally. People, and you're like, yeah. this is such a weird thing for the sport. Big crews following them wherever they went. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. But I think creating a sort of like a space of inclusion would be like, probably the best way to inspire different types of people to run, you For know, sure. just exposing them to it and like welcoming them in, you know, active, actively welcome. Like, well, yeah, but whose job is it to welcome them? Exactly. Uh, and I mean, you use the one example at hard rock. So those, those, Oh yeah, Hard Rock. Uh, they are proactively letting more people onto the start line. I think 2022 is the first year that they are executing this implementation. And Hard Rock is only like a month away at this point. Yeah. Um, it's a good start because they're letting like I don't know what it is like a quarter of the participants are women this year. Yeah. Um, it's replicable. Like any race could do that if they wanted to. They That's up to the discretion of the race director. Race director. Yeah. Um, but I think that. Also, like having more women on the start line, like those women are going to go back to their communities and they might inspire more women in their communities to run. You, hope. you know, it's like grassroots, I think, sort of. Um, it happens organically, more organically. Right. right. Yeah. And because it's happening organically, just on like with road running, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Slow. And also the origin of ultra running is like weird and obscure and fucking strange. And it's just like these dudes that were just like running in the mountains for the fuck of it, you know? Yeah. And like those purists, like those old dudes that are like, there's some of them are still hanging on and they like talk about it. They talk about like, go back in the day. Like there was no sponsorships. There was no camera. There's, it was just like more pure or whatever. They have this like weird white guys running around. Yeah. They have like, (laughs) (laughs) no, they have like a Puritan like mindset about it. I don't know. But also, from an economic standpoint, it's better to have more women running. Absolutely. They buy all the gear. You know, it's yeah. enormously um, profitable <laughs> to have more people. They probably, probably create a better sense of community. It's, it, yeah, all around. Yeah, I think women are less – I think women generally are a bit less uh, competitive and a bit more, like, community-oriented, yeah. especially for something that's, like, a recreational hobby Yep. Unless they're like an elite person, they're probably less competitive about it. Even the elites are like they've got their own little like you know communities and stuff. So okay. yeah, yeah, probably I think yeah. so. Okay. I, my running group is like you know Molly's like in charge and she's like little mama bear. Like our running group would probably fall apart without her. Yes. Well, maybe it would just be like dudes. <laughs> 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 That's what it would become. <laughs> just dudes drinking. Yeah. Yes, you, you have a lot of diversity in. Uh... In your running group. It is good. It's a good diverse group. Yeah. All, all, all the, uh, you know, ethnic Ages. diversity, age diversity, uh, gender diversity. So that's kind of nice to have that. Uh, it is a pretty diverse. Yeah. 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 Let's be clear on what kind of diversity we're talking about. Oh, okay. Mike wants to be clear. He's like rubbing his chin. Stop it. The other major thing I think that would help create like an inclusive culture would be to have um, more women's in the positions of influence, like more women race directors, more women um, working for like the gear manufacturers that mm. maybe are in charge of like sponsorships and ambassadorships, making those decisions. Okay. I think that might help. 
the majority of running coaches are men <laughs> just across the board yeah. from like middle school on up, by the way. They're all men. Right. Not all, but like, I don't know, 90%, it seems like. I remember In some cases that hasn't worked out very well. So Lots yeah. of cases, actually. Yeah. I've written yeah. about that at length. Alberto Salazar could be one. Uh, Alberto. One. Yeah. yeah, dude. I listened yeah. to a podcast recently, Rich Roll podcast, about Alberto and a guy that worked for him. Mm. And this guy was like totally just gaslit and shit. And um, they were doping, obviously. And the guy yeah. called him out. Uh, who's a whistleblower. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it could have easily not worked in that guy's favor. Yeah. Because he was a young kid when he started working for Alberto. And Alberto would do that. He would recruit young kids. Yeah. Fresh ball, going to keep it shut. Yeah. Of course. All right. Anyway, that was a side note. Mm. Um, and yeah, at a recent like thing, I run it race I attended. One of those old dudes was going on about how um, you know ultras used to be in a sort of like nostalgic way, like we do with the past sometimes. Right. But they were right. small; they were exclusive because you had to know the person to get there. You know, like there was no ultra sign up; like you had to know whoever was yeah. doing the race or whatever. Um, and they were less focused on creating revenue and sort of more focused on just like running far. They they were not there to make money, and I think that's what he was kind of being nostalgic about. Right. Um, it was just the the revenue wasn't like it was more pure, I guess, because it wasn't uh, commodified or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Commercialized and yeah, yeah and people you know, yeah, actively profiting from it. They were just it's out there. Gonna change, always going to change a sport, though. Right? Yeah, yeah, it went from being like, oh, we're just going to go out and see how far we can run and like what our bodies can do, to being yeah. like, now there's sponsorships and there's yeah. cameras and there's live tracking and all this other stuff, and it kind of changes. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, Spartans trying to get in on the ultra scene, and okay. they're a big brand and stuff. So yeah, yeah but for that growth, it becomes more inclusive. But, yeah. I think it will, okay. but because like a small. Uh, an exclusive community will has to be small. Like, that's how all exclusive community, like yacht clubs and shit. Not just anyone's getting in a yacht club. I don't know anything about yachts. Yeah, they're big boats. I think it's better that we don't. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, they're snobby. Yeah, I think they made a show about it. Dude, and they all have like boat shoes and like (laughs) pastel shorts. Oh my God. And the same crew cut haircut unless they're bald. Absolutely. Oh my God, they're sugar daddies. Fuck. Where are we going now? Where are we going? <laughs> but anyway, in order to grow, I think we need to be inclusive in order to grow. Because, like, what, you're just going to, like, keep um, recruiting the same people? You know, you have to be inclusive to grow. And it won't happen overnight. I think that's another thing that we have to think about. We keep having this conversation about diversity. It's like it's, people don't – like, air, spaces don't become diverse overnight. I think that it takes time. Right. And take an active plan to do it. And take, a, take people – And I think we are – like, happen. we're making moves to do it. It's just taking some time because – Fucking change takes time, yo. Yeah. This is like, from 2009 to 2020, the percentage of women doing ultras rose from like 13 to 25% or whatever. So it's just like, it is increasing. Right. As far as like other types of diversity, I don't even want to open that can of worms because I'm not those other types yeah, yeah. <laughs> of diverse. Yeah. I mean, um, you, you, you look back, like, what's forced? Oh, boy, I don't want my New York accent to come. Um, What's sports diversity in other is like a lawsuit, a challenge, a governing body, um, yeah. you know, something someone found out like, look, if we do this, we can make this much more money. I don't think it's like that serious. Though. Like, like yeah. ultras are still like, it's fun. It's not there yet. Right. But another yeah. thing that I work for Ren sign up, note to the listener. And I was on a call and like, um, you know, there's this pretty, I don't remember her name. And if I did, I wouldn't say it, but she's putting on this uh, pride 5k in Flagstaff and one, re- and she's gay. And one reason that, she wanted to use run sign up is because we have the option to for non-binary people um, okay. to like state that when they sign up, male, female, other things, you know. Yeah. 
So it's that's more inclusive. And that's like an easy thing that <laughs> the product developers just added a, right. a couple other like bubbles that you could check or whatever. You don't want to say yeah, that, that works, you're... Right? They saw something that, yeah. Yeah, that's and awesome. it, that's like a small step you can take. And race directors um, have the option to like use that or not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think that that's like an important but really actually very small thing. <laughs> Clearly you have some feedback that's saying that I, it worked. You know, you yeah. Anecdotal evidence. So like, yeah, this actually works. Very anecdotal. Yeah. yeah. Considering this, the scope of run sign up. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but also, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, fucking the, the money. Yeah. 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 Our support only blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The best say. way to grow is to grow slowly. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, Mike? I think so. I think if you grow too fast, your bones hurt. Anyway. I don't have any response for that. That happens often. Okay. Um. Anyway, and then I, I linked one man's open letter to his fellow male runners, and it was very angsty. You should read it, actually, Mike. Okay. You might find it interesting. I will do that. No, you won't. I will. I really don't think you I'm will. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm already doing it. There's also an extensive report on 2020 running trends. Um, we're also... Um, also running another article about like our struggle with inclusion and diversity and blah, 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 whatever the fuck. I don't know. I sometimes feel like people just want to like say, I don't know, like almost like blame generalities on generalities, you know, like inclusion's important and this group of people aren't inclusive and I'm going to complain about it. And yeah, like, meanwhile, saying, like, do about it? not do anything about it. Yeah. Right. Right. Like not going to vote and complaining about our. Like yeah, so if you complain something. about our politicians and you don't vote, like literally go suck my toe. I don't understand. Uh-huh. Someone might like that. <laughs> yeah. We just got another listener. Oh my God. If they think that um, every time I post an audio thing, they're like, oh, maybe yeah. she's going to talk about her feet. Yeah. You know, my feet are in pretty good shape right now. I recently got pedicure. Nice. My toenails are growing back. Okay. And since I hurt my hamstring, I won't be able to run for a little bit. So okay, I could even get they're going to heal. All right. <laughs> They always ask me if they want my if I want my calluses scraped off. I should stop recording. Um, but I always say no. And then sometimes they're like, Are you sure? And I say, Yes, ma'am, I need those. It hurts. Right. Mike, have right. you ever had a pedicure? I've never had a pedicure. I think you should go. I'm gonna go. No, you're not. Yeah. Stop lying to me to my face. <laughs> and, and and recording it. <laughs> yeah. And now I have like <laughs> evidence that you're lying. God. Wait, I think there was a foot rub involved. Grow up. Okay, we're we're done. We're done. <laughs> Bye everyone.